Welcome to the Retire While You Work podcast here in Nashville, Tennessee. We believe the concept of retirement in this country is fundamentally broken. We work ourselves to death and we miss out on so many of life's precious moments. I'm David Adams. I'm Carson Odom. I'm Miles Zuger. And together, as a team of certified financial planner professionals and CPAs, we're committed to helping free others from this antiquated mindset, using our three-bucket approach to managing money and finding creative ways to live now and retire while you work. Join us as we discuss a variety of financial topics and ways to help us change the way we think about time and money and which one of these is the true currency. Hello, this is Carson Odom, and we're back again for another episode of the Retire While You Work podcast. Today's topic is going to be the age-old argument between real estate and the stock market. Which is better? Which has the best long-term performance numbers? And while you may be looking for a simple yes or no answer, there's truly way too many variables to consider in this argument. Both real estate and the stock market can be fantastic investments over the long term. They both have great track records, but both can also have extremely rocky periods of time where the returns lag and the mental burden is heavy. And without even considering investment returns, some love real estate and some favor the stock market. So let's take a look at the pros and cons of each. Maybe we'll throw out some historical return figures and come to some sort of a conclusion. And it's likely going to be a personal preference. So first, let's start out with the stock market. Invest in the stock market has been around literally for decades, if not hundreds of years, and has been extremely accessible, especially over the past 10 to 15 years with the boom of technology and smartphones. So let's go through some pros of the stock market first off. One of the biggest things is liquidity. Nearly all ETFs and stocks and most mutual funds can literally be sold one day and in your bank account two to three business days later. That is one of the most favorable advantages of investing in the stock market is knowing you can invest, seek returns while maintaining almost 100% liquidity while doing so. Next is diversification. With a single mutual fund or ETF, Literally, you can buy one share of an ETF and your money can be invested across hundreds of different companies. If you want to invest in specific companies that are seeking to make space travel possible, there's an ETF for that. Or you want to invest in international clothing brands, there's an ETF for that. Simply want to invest your money across the overall stock market across thousands of the biggest companies, you bet there's an ETF for that as well. Next up is tax advantages. And... Here, through individual retirement accounts or IRAs, as well as employer-sponsored plans like 401ks, you can make tax-deductible contributions into the stock market and potentially have 100% tax-free gains depending on the type of account you contribute to. There's many tax advantages when it comes to investing in the stock market and the method in which you choose to invest. But of course, with everything, there's cons to investing in the stock market. First up, Volatility. When COVID hit the United States last year in the spring of 2020, 
the S&P 500 fell over 30% in a little over a month's time. 30%. Now, within six months, it had fully recovered and was making all-time highs again, but that's still unsettling knowing how fast the market can move in a short period of time. Also, emotions. Given how liquid the stock market is, that means that investments are susceptible to emotion, emotional decisions. Had someone panicked during the COVID crash last March and sold everything, they would have completely missed out on the upside that the market gave. Next up is taxes. If you sell a stock market investment in a regular taxable account, you'll owe capital gain taxes on the gain. Now, if it's been held longer than a year, you'll get favorable capital gains tax rates, but it's still owed in the year in which you sold it. So that's a little bit about stock market. There's pros and cons, and we could probably go on forever talking about different pros and cons, but that's it in a nutshell. Now, if we change that conversation over to real estate, there's really two broad categories of real estate, residential and commercial. And a majority of people in the United States know about residential and it's their own homes. But also, some choose to go down the path of commercial and buy rental properties or duplexes or multiplexes and uh, multi-unit properties. So let's go through some pros and cons of real estate. First up, tax advantages. There's too many deductions to count on one hand when you own an investment property. You, have, you can deduct mortgage interest, repairs, depreciation, and the list just goes on and on. And all of these can be deducted from the gross rent or the income that you receive from your rental properties. Plus, the gains, if you sell a property, can sometimes be deferred through a 1031 exchange, which is extremely favorable. Next is understandability. Mutual funds and ETFs, sometimes they can be hairy to understand. While the concept of a rental property is pretty easy. Buy a house, have people rent it from you, collect the rent, have that be higher than your mortgage payment, and boom, you're making a profit. It's truly that basic. Leverage. Now, while you can invest in the stock market with leverage, it's definitely riskier. Obtaining a loan to purchase real estate is truly one of the most common loans in the entire United States. Using leverage to purchase real estate allows the potential for higher return on your dollar. Since you're using the majority of your purchase price, you're using someone else's dollar. And someone else's dollar is helping pay for the majority of that real estate. So instead of having to put up all of your money to buy a property, you use somebody else's, thus making the return on your dollar greater. Now, let's talk through the cons. The biggest one is real estate is illiquid. Without obtaining some sort of HELOC against the equity in your real estate, generally, it's illiquid. If you came into a pinch, you couldn't just wake up one day, sell a piece of property, and have cash in the bank three days later like you can with the stock market. Another limitation is the amount of effort that you have to put into real estate. While the stock market can be generally pretty passive, having a rental property means dealing with people and the upkeep of a home. Yeah, you can always hire a property management company, but there's still more work involved in holding a rental property than letting money just sit in a brokerage account or in an IRA and stock market. Next up is real estate can be kind of expensive. There's transaction costs when it comes to purchasing and selling real estate. While with the stock market, it's literally these days, $0 to open an account, buy a stock, sell a stock, and withdraw it back to your bank account. You can pretty much do it for free these days. Again, like I said, with real estate, you have commissions, transaction fees for purchasing and selling. 
And lastly is lack of diversification. If you're just starting out with real estate, you want to buy one home or one piece of real estate, one rental property, all your eggs are truly in one basket. You're purchasing one house. You'll have one set of renters that are going to be paying you rent each and every month. If something happens to that property or your renters, that's going to have a big impact on your portfolio. Versus with the stock market, like I mentioned, if you buy an ETF, it's invested across a thousand companies. If one company goes under, it's going to make it, it's just going to be a tiny blip on the radar. Now, that was a lot. Pros and cons of both the stock market and real estate. So what's the conclusion? I hate to say it, but it depends. Not everybody loves the stock market. Not everybody loves real estate. Is there an argument to be made for both? Absolutely. A lot of times we go after striking balance between the two. Having some liquid stock market investments, and if you have, a, have an itch for real estate, make sure there's enough liquidity to cover yourself if something happens with the illiquid real estate. Looking back, as far as the data can be analyzed, real returns of the stock market and real estate come close to 7%. And that's looking over 100 of years tracking overall real estate markets and overall stock market performance. Now, looking at more specific time periods, like the last 10 years, absolutely returns are gonna lean one way or the other. The stock market and real estate, each one has its ebbs and flows. Here in Nashville right now, we're experiencing an enormous housing boom and prices of homes here in our city that just can't be compared when you're looking at the stock market. Both are great investments. And like I mentioned, we just constantly remind clients about striking a balance. There's going to be advantages to investing in the stock market. There's going to be advantages of investing in real estate. So straight up, invest based on your risk appetite and while considering its overall impact on your overall financial plan. And of course, as always, we're always here to walk through these decisions and help when we can. Thanks for listening to another episode of the Retire While You Work podcast. I'm Carson Odom, and I hope you'll continue to join us as we discuss creative ways to manage your time and money. Any opinions are those of myself and not necessarily those of Raymond James. Expressions of opinion are as of this date and are subject to change without notice. The information contained in these podcasts do not purport to be a complete description of the securities market or developments referred to in this material. The information has been obtained from sources considered to be reliable, but we do not guarantee that the foregoing material is accurate or complete. Every investor situation is unique and you should consider your investment goals, risk tolerance, and time horizon before making any investment. Prior to making an investment decision, please consult with your financial advisor about your individual situation. Any hypothetical examples are for illustration purposes only. Actual investor results will vary. Raymond James does not provide legal or tax services. Please discuss these matters with the appropriate professional.